The show about science is now available on StoryButton, the device that makes it easy for kids to listen to podcasts without using a screen device. StoryButton is a one-stop shop for amazing kids' podcasts that will help your kids grow their brains. StoryButton connects to Wi-Fi so that all of our episodes are automatically available on StoryButton. Click the link below in the show notes to get free shipping or learn more at storybutton.com. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. Hey guys, I'm very excited for another episode show about science. This is your host, Nate, and today we're going to interview the author of a really good book called Maker Lab. And if you like to make a mess and do science at the same time, this episode's for you. So, can you introduce yourself, Jack? Yes, indeed. Hi, I'm Jack Challoner, and I'm speaking to you from England. And I'm a writer, so I've I've written about forty-four books now. I've been writing about science and inventions and technology for twenty-five years now. And my latest book that's out at the moment is called Maker Lab, and it's got twenty-eight experiments for people to try at home. I've been reading Maker Lab for a while, and I think it's a cool book, and that children would like it. Thank you. So, um, if you want children to have an example, then maybe you could talk about invisible ink. Have you tried that one? No, but I did try sticky slime. Oh, lovely! Did you make a mess? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. I made a mess on my hand. <laughs> oh, good. So let's talk about sticky slime. So the sticky slime. Now, there's lots of recipes out on the internet for sticky slime, and this particular one we kind of developed to be without an ingredient that you might have heard of called borax. And borax makes a really good sticky slime, but people are trying nowadays not to use borax too much because it can irritate your skin or be not very good for you if you get any in your mouth. So we tried to avoid using borax. So I, in my kitchen, I tried about 10 or 15 different recipes of slime and made a real mess of the kitchen and eventually got this one. I think we used shampoo in the end and yeah with shampoo yeah and cornstarch was it uh-huh cornstarch 
and the cornstarch is good because um, the particles in the cornstarch sort of join together and that's what makes it really stringy and you can sort of stretch it and that's what makes it really gloopy. <laughs> uh, you love science, don't you? Um, and do you uh, do you do some sciencey things at school? Do your teachers know that you're like? Yeah, my teacher's a fan. She listens to my show. Oh, cool! <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> we didn't have podcasts when I was growing up, of course. What? <laughs> so when I was your age, there was no such thing as a podcast. I couldn't have done what you were doing. I know, I know, it's hard to believe, but there were no podcasts in the world when I was your age. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. I didn't hear of anything like that. I know, it's weird, isn't it? Because there were computers when I was growing up, but um, the internet was very, very young, that, you know, hadn't developed very much yet, so people just couldn't connect to the internet. So there was no web pages. There was no, not until I, I was like 25 was there web pages. Whoa. <laughs> and when my dad was your age, he didn't have electricity in his house because he was born a really long time ago, like 1912 my dad was born. So they didn't have electricity in, in the house when he was growing up. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> If only your dad had had this book, then he could have created electricity out of lemons. So, Jack, could you tell us about the lemon battery experiment? Ah, uh, yeah, the lemon battery is, is very cool. Um, if people listening haven't tried it, well, get the book, of course, but you can try it even if you don't get the book. You get some lemons and some copper-colored coins, so they've got some copper metal in them. In America, what coins would be good for that? Pennies. Oh, which one? Pennies. Yeah, pennies. Yeah, pennies are good. Pennies are good. They've got copper in. And then you need some zinc, and for that you have a galvanized nail or screw, so a screw that's got zinc on. And if you were to go to the hardware store, you just ask for one that's been galvanized, and that means coated in this met this other metal called zinc. Wait. Pennies have copper and zinc in them. Oh, yeah, there you go. Well, that's cool. But it's the copper that's the important thing because then you have the nail or the screw that's covered with zinc and it's the difference between those two metals inside the lemon that makes the electricity flow in the circuit through the lemon and around the wires and it lights a little LED. Have you tried that one or are you going to try that one? I'm going to try that one. Got to try it. So the book's Maker Lab and I was in... The, in the States not so long ago. I was in America and I went to the Maker Fair in New York and at the DK store we had the lemon battery working and uh, people could come by and uh, see the little light, the little LED lit up. So you must try that. And you can try it with one battery and see if it lights up. Try it with, I think you need sort of three or four batteries for it to be bright enough. So that's a really good one to make uh, an LED light without even uh, having any batteries or anything like that. You make your own lemon battery. It's cool. And it really works. So how many experiments are there in the book? And which one's your favorite? Um, well, there's 28 experiments in the book. So you can take your time and go through them all as you like. I think one of my favorite is the those big balls of ice. 
I can't remember what page. I love them. Icy orbs. Yes, icy orbs. That's it. Yeah. I'm close to the icy orbs. Okay, what page is it? You can tell me. <laughs> what page is it? <laughs> one hundred twenty-four. One hundred twenty-four. And one hundred twenty-five. And one hundred twenty-six. And one hundred twenty-seven. So, how do icy orbs get so colorful? Well, so the icy orbs experiment is great because first of all, you get to make a water balloon. So you fill a balloon with water and you leave it in the freezer overnight, maybe even two nights, just to make sure it's properly frozen all the way through. And then you sprinkle some salt on, and the salt. Causes the the ice on the surface to melt, and you get these little rivers of water dripping down the ball of ice, and then you drip on、um, food color as well. So then the food colors dissolve into the water, and they flow down this ball of ice as well, and they all mix together, and you get these wonderful patterns. And no two icy orbs are the same. And if you've got the book in front of you as well, then you can learn about why salt melts ice and why people sprinkle salt on the roads. In the winter time, when there's going to be a frost, to melt the ice or to stop it from causing ice on the roads, which is obviously dangerous. So the science is good, and you get to make this beautiful ball of ice as well. So it's it's great. You, I saw that you put the rubber man planet experiment on the cover. I just found the rubber man planet in the book. Uh huh. So, how many? Rubber bands? Do you need? <laughs> well,、uh, when I was planning the experiment at home and、uh, trying it out, I bought two bags, each containing a thousand rubber bands. <laughs> I thought I would need more rubber bands because I was going to try and do it with all rubber bands. But if you look in the book, you'll see there's like a, a rolled-up bit of paper in the middle, and then the rubber bands go around it. So I didn't use a thousand. Maybe like what three hundred, nine hundred, two or three hundred, two or three hundred. I think I should count them. <laughs> Did you do any science when you were my age? When I was well, I was a little bit older than you, but I borrowed、um, my friend's telescope, and so I used to look at the I used to look at the planets through a telescope. And if you've if you've ever looked, well, you can start with looking at the moon through a telescope, and it's just beautiful. It's really good. Do you know what the farthest thing is that we can see in space? The furthest away thing you can ever see without a telescope or binoculars is called the Andromeda Galaxy, and it's two point two million light years away. It's about a hundred times further than any other thing you can see. And、uh, if you look on the internet, you can find out where to see it. And every time I, I'm underneath a clear sky. I look out for the Andromeda Galaxy because it blows my mind just to know how far away it is. It's the furthest thing away you can see without a telescope. So, will you check that out? If there's one clear night in the USA a year, <laughs> there's one clear night per year. <clears throat> oh no! Do you live in the city, so you've got lots of lights around and everything as well? Near the cities. Okay, so you might be able to get out when it's a clear night, maybe sometime. 
because in Britain we have lots of clouds and rain all the time as well because we're a little island we're surrounded by the sea and the air sweeps across and picks up loads of water from the sea and dumps it on Britain <laughs> on England so England's quite a wet country but when we do have clear nights we do get to see the stars beautiful I was kidding about when it was <laughs> for the entire United States it's just for our state ah okay <laughs> We're going to Tennessee, and in Tennessee, it's pretty much like always clear sky. Oh, lovely. Oh, lovely. It's a really beautiful thing, isn't it, looking at the stars in a clear sky. I love it. And a couple times every year around Thanksgiving, actually. Oh. I heard about this. You can see the Andromeda Galaxy up close. Up close? With a telescope? Well, medium without a telescope. Close with a telescope, but medium without. Wow, it's a very beautiful thing, the Andromeda Galaxy. And so what, uh, I heard your podcast the other day with a guy talking about ants, and that was really amazing, and that made me go and check out his YouTube channel. It's really interesting. And ants are just fascinating, aren't they? He's going to be happy to hear that. Yeah, oh, I hope he's listening in. <laughs> so I subscribe to his YouTube channel, which is good. So good for you for spreading the word of, you know, interesting stuff out on the internet because there's so much stuff on the internet and it's good to have, you know, people like you who are interested in interesting stuff to spread the word. So well done, you. <laughs> Thank you for being on my show, and could you tell people where they can find the book? Okay, the book is available pretty much any bookstore, online bookstores, or real bookstores. It seems to be selling quite well, so I hope there's people all over the country trying out all the experiments. Thank you for listening, everybody. The show about science is complete. Dad, you can shut the recording off. The Show About Science is now available on StoryButton, the device that makes it easy for kids to listen to podcasts without using a screen device. StoryButton is a one-stop shop for amazing kids' podcasts that will help your kids grow their brains. StoryButton connects to Wi-Fi so that all of our episodes are automatically available on StoryButton. Click the link below in the show notes to get free shipping or learn more at storybutton.com. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.